Hello and welcome to Elise Coffee Talks, new season, the podcast about self-development, health and spirituality. I am Ophélie Cabanero, your host. Enjoy the episode. Hello, Christine. Thank you for joining today. I'm super happy to talk to you all the way from Bali. Well, you're in Bali. I'm here in Basel. <laughs> um, you are a yoga teacher. No, no Epinit. <laughs> you are an aerial teacher and coach. And you can share more about what you do. Hi. Yes. Thank you so much for inviting me to this podcast. It's an honor to speak to you. Even though we can't speak in person, I really appreciate you making time for this little chat early mm. <laughs> i know yeah no i really appreciate it. saturday morning 9 a.m so that really shows dedication <laughs> so yeah um i am actually a certified yoga teacher that is a true fact i don't teach regular yoga classes anymore i teach aerial yoga foremost and only actually although I have also kind of moved away from regular classes there I right now host pop-up events workshops and retreats in the space of aerial yoga and I am a transform uh, transformational facilitator slash coach that means I work with people in one-on-one -on -one sessions that want to make a change in their life that just are ready to move into a new chapter And I do that online foremost because of the time and space it gives my clients and myself to be wherever we are in whatever circumstance and still have a transformational conversations, conversation. It's kind of more time effective, I would say, because you can just go online. You do not have to travel somewhere or go somewhere. And it makes it a little bit more cost effective because there's no room rental involved. Personal, although I have to say, is even more potent. So the online is definitely a bit of a compromise, the online approach. Yeah. But still, it, it opens up uh, you know, the, the possibility to work with international clients. But whenever I get a chance to sit with a client, face-to-face, -face, aura to aura, it does make a difference. Yeah. I, I want to say that. I want to add that. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. And we were just talking about exactly what I what I said that um, you moved away from the yoga world a little bit or regular classes like with a mat uh, flow. And I remember I used to take your classes. You used mm -hmm. to teach Jivamukti, I believe. Yes, yes, Jivamukti Vinyasa. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then Ariel and uh, I also mm. experienced that was very cool so what you we were talking about the different yoga studios in Ubud and you were telling me yeah I don't go so much anymore and I was wondering if you wanted to share why or what happened what happened Christine <laughs> <laughs> What happened? The mystery, right? Of someone moving yeah. away from the all yeah. sacred practice of yoga. Well, <laughs> yes. this is a very personal story. And, you know, disclaimer, I want to set a disclaimer. This is just my story. And that, mm -hmm. what I, that is what I have 
found to be true for me. It's been an exploration and an investigation of many years. And um, after having spent an intense amount of time with a deep dive into the yoga practices of all kinds and you know, working with um, all aspects of it, I have come to the conclusion, combined with the feedback that my body and my being gave me, mm-hmm. that an intense yoga practice in a physical way is, is not something my body enjoys. On the contrary, my body tends to not be happy with it if I do it on a regular base. And I want to be moving. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a mover. I enjoy movement. Movement is my way of, of meditating, my way of cleansing, my way of rejuvenating. And I want to have a steady, regular practice. And I made that yoga for many years and it turned out to be actually very restrictive for my body. I went into a lot of Let's say, um, how can I put that politically correct? Like, <laughs> you don't have it, to, you know, it's, it, I, it, I don't put, care. <laughs> <laughs> I put my body into, into um, gait cycles and, and motion cycles that are not natural for my body. And that resulted in a lot of misalignments and mm-hmm. pain and mm-hmm. in distress related issues that I had with my nervous system with with my psyche you know it just was kind of a a bit of a roller coaster and then Mm -hmm. I realized I have to back off there it doesn't make any sense I do not get anywhere with that practice anymore and then I evolved like I found a way to move Mm -hmm. that was more beneficial for me more individual but I also had to step then out of the let's say idea of wanting to teach something that I personally do not enjoy that didn't make any sense anymore for me. You know, I want to be very authentic in my approach to what I give people to, um, uh, to, to work with. And it just did not make sense to keep doing something that I don't enjoy and that I for a while did not even approve of. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I can see a lot of benefits for people. <laughs> and I also understood I understood that different bodies need different things. So yoga can be very good for one person and not so good for the other one. It depends on the intensity. I'm an all in. I'm a very intense person in many ways. And so I had to really choose wisely. And as I said before, I then had to really find a way to, to, to teach something that feels more authentic to me, to my being, to, to what I enjoy. And, and that became Ariel, the Ariel yoga space kind of was born maybe about 10 or 15 years back and then I found it about six years back and it felt exactly what I wanted to teach like a space of circus playground people having fun they're drawn to it because they think it's yoga turns out it's not yoga at all (laughs) I still want to find a new term for it that makes it more like you know what this really is for me it is just a beautiful way of being playful and Mm -hmm. have a challenge and do things that you think you could only do when you're going to the circus it's just Mm -hmm. a great practice Mm -hmm. it's a great workout it's 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 a workout that gives you lots of benefits but foremost it has no philosophy it has no rules you don't need to stick to something which was another thing that really annoyed me and I have I don't I can't really use another word than I was Mm -hmm. annoyed by it like these strict rules that yoga was bringing people were judging you were Mm-hmm. criticizing you or watching you or approving of you or not 
mm-hmm. it felt like I'm in show business in a way, you know, at the end of the day, like you had to be a certain way to yeah. fit into the category of certain people. And yeah. I just didn't want to do that anymore. And Ariel yeah. feels like more of an, it has more of an artistic background. Artists are, yes, of course, competitive, but also very okay with variety and diversity. You know, mm-hmm. they don't feel like you have to do it a certain way, mm-hmm. at least not the artists that I met. And so I feel much more comfortable mm-hmm. just being in that space of bringing something to people. Like I, I, one of my dear clients, she is over 60 years old. She came regularly to my class and I do funky stuff. Like I'm not like low key. And she always said, you know, I love your classes. This is flying circus for me. I call it flying circus. And I just get everything out of it that I need. It's mm-hmm. challenging. I can work on my strength. Mm-hmm. I have fun. It takes me out of my mm-hmm. head. It's not so holy. She's a Dutch woman. I love her. Um, and that was basically the best feedback I, I ever got for, you know, what I teach. I want to bring that to people, like a light, a lightness. If you want to become heady or if you want to go dive deeper, do that in your spare time. I'm happy to recommend stuff. I'm happy to give you a warning of, you know, the pitfalls to avoid, but I don't do that. Like, you know, on, on, on a, on a bigger scale anymore. I'm mm-hmm. just, yeah. I find whatever you do on a spiritual level is, is very unique to you. Mm. Feel free to do that any way you want. I'm not here to preach you any, anything when it comes to that. That's why I work with people one-on-one because everyone needs a different thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But flying circus, I think everyone can do once in a while. <laughs> yeah, I used to do it and I used to love it. And then I had back problems and then I stopped well, everything actually. But mm. yeah, let's see when you come back what I can do. <laughs> but I wanted yeah. to, to react to a few things. Do you feel like playfulness is missing from yoga practices in general? Is that the thing that you thought... That's missing. That's a, that's a good question. I like the question. And I have to say, I can't speak in a general way of that because I don't know every teacher and style mm-hmm. that is out there. But from the styles that I practiced with the teachers that I practiced, and it highly depends on the teacher, of course. Yes, it did lack lightness, playfulness, yeah. sweetness, easy whatever that means. Yeah. Yeah. It it felt too strict. And maybe I have to also throw that in here. You know, it can be because of me, you know, being in it, having my, bringing my energy into it. So for me, it was too, almost too heady to use an Mm -hmm. interesting word for it. That just comes to mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've, I, I, I did not get a lot of that anymore by the end. Mm-hmm. Of course, also because I was constantly in pain when I was trying to move. And yeah. it took me a while to understand that stop moving is an option. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And or moving differently. It's, it's totally what mm-hmm. I experienced too. I was mm-hmm. practicing and teaching. And at some point I just couldn't anymore because I was in so much pain. I would I would enter class like bent in half almost and be like okay going to the pose and I couldn't demonstrate anymore even yin you know <laughs> even, wow. even with bolsters mm-hmm. and stuff so mm-hmm. I was like okay maybe I will 
I will stop right there. And it's it it was so hard because like you you didn't say that exactly, but I'm sure it will resonate. I almost created an identity around all of this, right? I'm doing oh, yoga yeah. and this is what I love. And I'm doing all these other things like eating a certain way, dressing a certain way, thinking a certain way. And, and then <laughs> it was like that was taken away from me. And I'm so grateful for it now because I see what it gave me. And speaking about spirituality in the class, I, I experienced different kind of, I, I worked in different kinds of way. Uh, how can I, the inner work and also spiritually, I guess. And I felt things that I don't feel in a yoga class, even though teachers, myself included before, um, I include myself in it, would say, yeah, feel this and, and connect that. And I don't feel all these things in a yoga class. The same way I went to church last weekend for a family thing. And those, all these things were being said about God and Jesus. And I didn't feel any of it. You know, all these songs were sung. I didn't feel anything. And in other settings with other people, I can feel much more. So, yeah, it is a personal thing. And I think... Yeah, I, I don't resonate with, with these group organized, whatever. Yeah. But <laughs> so that resonated a lot in, in what you said. Mm -hmm. and, and I want to add something to that yeah. if I may. I find it I find it important and interesting that it seems like for the both both of us, it seems like our brains work in a way similar. And that's also like different in different people, but I can, I can kind of feel that in you that it was an entry point for us mm -hmm. to get into mm -hmm. something, you know, it was an entry point and I treasure it for that. Mm -hmm. It's, it's beautiful that it cracked something open mm -hmm. and we connected to it. And that led us then to explore it in our own ways. And it takes mm -hmm. fucking courage to mm -hmm. do that. Hopefully. <laughs> and I really, I celebrate you for doing that for stripping your identity away into, for having the guts to move on. Because believe me, it was terrifying for me to leave that community behind, you know, that strong community that I kind of could judge over your death or, you know, being alive um, and say, no, it's not for me. Like it felt so, oh, I felt like a failure for a long, for a long time. Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah. But I, I had to rephrase that. It is an entry point. It was beautiful. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I had the courage to move on because I needed to. Not everyone needs to. Mm -hmm. And now yeah. to say it again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. And, mm -hmm. and what I learned also was, yeah, that your Well, I mean, I probably knew it, but now it makes so much more sense that your job is not your identity and nothing that you do for a living or for whatever reason, it's not your identity. So that's, it's a strength to know that, to feel that, to have lived that, because I feel that a lot of people, like in the COVID situation, if they lost their job or it was the end of the world, 
and I know, no, I do this, I do something else, doesn't matter as long as I have fun and I don't have to wake up at six every day, you know? (laughs) 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 And many other things, but I'll keep it at that. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, thanks, thanks a lot for sharing. I haven't really talked about that with with anybody else or in, nobody else had the same kind of experience. So this podcast is already amazing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're very welcome. I, I uh, yeah, I treasure that as well. Yeah, it's very rare breed, a rare breed still, <laughs> especially in Bali. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but you find them you know you find yeah. those who who kind of vibe to to use a very mm-hmm. <laughs> word but yes no there is still a lot of people here that yeah are very connected to the other space and that's okay yeah. I mean you know who am I to judge these people and also I kind of come into their space it's not that they have mm-hmm. been waiting for me mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. um and I'm going back to the studio and I love it I also want to say that like I'm very happy to be back and I and yeah it's amazing to yeah so it's all good we love you all teachers out there oh yeah yeah. oh yes no absolutely they're they're so needed everyone Mm -hmm. I mean everyone is doing just a little bit in the field of yeah just becoming more aware and, and creating mm. space, you know, mm. for people mm. is, is so highly welcome. Yeah. And, you know, the beauty about just realizing who you are in the whole game and, and choosing how you want to participate gives you the option to, to go in and out of things because you strip this identity. So you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do in a class of this today and a class of that today. And today I feel mm. like going for a walk and tomorrow I might do rock climbing. That's amazing. It's so much mm-hmm. freedom. Mm-hmm. No? Yeah. yeah 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 and trying different things I feel mm-hmm. is good for for the body or for even yeah. creativity or whatever all right so that was for the topic of yoga and I, I also remembered that when we met just before you left to go to Bali we were discussing a little bit about human design and we figured that we were both emotional manifestors and I think you know a lot more than me about the topic you it's a topic that's that you're really interested in no human design or it helped you uh, understand yourself better yes that's correct mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. And you are I um, met human yeah yeah no please shall I oh, we're having this weird online thing mm-hmm. happening here okay so Take a breath. It'll <laughs> pass. Um, okay, so <laughs> um, I met human design uh, almost 10 years ago when it was still probably not mainstream. And I met it at a point in my life where I was really challenged. I was at a low point in my life and really challenged. And mm-hmm. I was ready to listen. And so a friend of mine, he jumped on and told me about who I am in human design language. And it blew my mind. It explained me so well and it took so much pressure off because I understood so many things and why life is 
difficult for me or was difficult for me at that moment. Yes, it helped me a great deal. It did. Yes. So you are a, an emotional manifester and uh, so am mm -hmm. I. <laughs> That's why yes. <laughs> we are having this conversation right now. <laughs> Because oh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember exactly what we were saying, but kind of like, yeah, we need time to make decisions and we kind of need to do our own thing. Oh, yeah. And you said this thing. You said, we don't need to work. <laughs> and I was amazing? like, yeah, I was like, I'm French. And, and so you were like, yeah, you don't need to work double. <laughs> <laughs> You did like that. Even the fact that you like that so much is so typical for a manifestor behavior. Talking human design, you know, we're talking human design language, but it's fun for a little bit because if you really feel connected to that, it is fun to be defined like that, right? Isn't it? Because I have friends, you know, that are manifestors are rare. That's that was my reference point to when I said we are a rare breed because there is not a lot of manifestors left. We're an old breed, you know. Our times of the emperors and ruling the world are over. We are retired, <laughs> and we're simply here to enjoy life and initiate people into change, into yeah. whatever they need to be initiated into. Yeah. And I find this a beautiful concept and it resonates so deep within me because I have never or hardly connected myself to any thing I did in terms of identifying so much with it that I, um, that I can only think of me being alive with something that I do that had never made sense to me. It always annoyed me and it still does if people ask me, now what are you doing for a yeah. living? Like, oh my oh, God, me too. Oh, about something else, right? It annoys me. I'm like, why? <laughs> oh my God, yes. I hate this question. <laughs> my, my partner said, well, next time you just say, I'm a holiday person. I like to take holidays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. See, and, and, and when you talk to other um, types, talking human design, you know, other um, aura types, other energy types, They totally love what they do and they wouldn't want to be without what they do. And they're like not happy if they don't have anything to do. And it's totally natural for them. There's nothing wrong with that, you know? And I yeah. love that because when you generalize these approaches to how you should be, or, you know, going back to the spiritual question, you should not be just identifying what you're doing. You should just mm -hmm. be able to be. Well, for certain people, this is not an option. And mm -hmm. it's okay, something by giving. Mm -hmm. And that is love, validation, connection. Mm -hmm. It's all of that stuff that we need, yes. But it is a great approach to, again, examine why am I doing what I am doing? Do I really need mm -hmm. to do that? Is there a way? Is there another way to, to get what I need? Why? Why? Do I even go there to manipulate people into accepting my giving? Because to be honest with you, it's really not only fun if people have this giving attitude and they're just giving, 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 whatever they're giving, you have to accept it. That's a biggie. Yeah, and you can kind of feel it, right? When someone is giving you something because she or he wants to be loved in exchange or needs something or wants something from you in exchange it's you can feel it and 
I can, I know I cannot give this to this person, you know, it, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people seem selfless, you know, do things for people. No, but I have to do this because, or go to a family gathering because you have to, or everything you have to, you know, in society, yeah, have to, because, and when you realize, oh, actually, I don't have to do anything. And do I really want to do this? And I think if you really want to do something, it brings such a different quality to the, the event yes. or the, the connection. Because if you don't really want to, it's, you can feel that. Yeah. Right? Yes. I mean, if you have a little bit of an attunement to that, you can definitely feel that. And that might be why I kind of really call people out on that. Have asked giving they're doing just because they think they have to. Because I just can feel it's it's like a go-to mode and it doesn't really yeah. mean anything. Like yeah. there is an art to giving, you know, and there is an art to saying no, if you don't want to give, if you don't have the capacity that it's more like also you want to look at that. Like, why are you giving? That's not really like we're going a little bit off topic here, but still, why mm-hmm. are you not saying no? I mean, your urge to give might only be your fear to set boundaries. Like, where is that, you know, connected? What, what is the learning? especially the ones that complain that they give so much, but they don't get anything mm-hmm, back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What <laughs> would be my general question is what? <laughs> <laughs> Stop yeah. giving. But of course, I mean, I'm, I'm provoking. That's very provocative. I would not put that in any setting with any person, but yeah. really like it, it kind of boils down to this. No. Yeah. 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 Boundaries is, is a huge topic um i'm getting better at it uh setting boundaries and saying no but it's still not easy i would say i even go to workshops and stuff like that to 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 learn you know to understand this thing a bit better and yeah it's it's that's why and i'm gonna say it and maybe i'm gonna get hate messages (laughs) (laughs) i don't think so but could you share them with me if you get them that would be an interesting thing <laughs> sure. no but what what i'm gonna say now it's and I, but i'm sure you let let me know um during covid was a great time for me because yeah you, it created so much space you know and maybe i didn't have to say i i think before that maybe i was not even aware that saying no was even an option sometimes you know and without giving an explanation that's a that's oh God, what I, yeah. I really like yeah you don't have to give an explanation Mm-mm. and and for people who don't and I but I think since COVID people people cancel more easily and I think they're more into their they they their boundaries you know <laughs> they, they have more boundaries mm. maybe in general <laughs> I don't know how do you feel? That's a very, it's a very complex one, this one that you just picked up on. And um, I, I can totally relate. For me too, the, um, the era of the pandemic was a blessing in disguise in many ways. And I'm not saying it was easy, but it was definitely very revealing and it was giving me a lot of fuel to move forwards. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. People have become more appreciative of space. People have become more 
easygoing when it comes to not meeting in person, you know, and, and having not everyone being available and respecting space for most mm-hmm. um, and stuff. But I also find it had, of course, an opposite um, uh, effect, which is the cancel culture came much more mm-hmm. into play. Mm-hmm. Like the not being on time, indeed, the no showing, the half offing, you know, because you you lack this this human connection, and mm-hmm. and I think that is you know, that is the point that we can't really kind of neglect here. People need physical mm-hmm. physical connection, and we, we've been cut short in that. And if you do not connect, I mean, I know you. That's why I have this connection to you because I have met you in person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now that I see you on screen, I can kind of recreate in myself this, how yeah. does it feel when I'm in yeah. person with you? Yeah. But if you haven't met a person, it feels weird. It feels like you are on a screen in a movie. Mm-hmm, There's no mm-hmm. connection because you mm-hmm. have never seen that person in real life. And it takes skills to establish that. You can, but it takes skills to establish that. Mm-hmm. And it has to be mutual for sure. Yeah. So I find... Um, it has gone in, in both directions with this, um, with this boundary thing. But yes, it has been a beautiful opportunity for many people to finally say no, because <laughs> yes. they had an excuse, yeah. which doesn't necessarily change anything in your behavior, because excuses is not what we want. We want to own the no, yeah. and not an excuse. Nice, mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. Can you, just a little bit off topic, but... Do you have specific things that um, the pandemic was a blessing for you? Specific examples or realizations? What did it did bring you? It brought me, yeah, several things, definitely. It it brought me, well, it brought me to 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 different places on my my how I connect. <laughs> with this planet in, in, on, on different levels. Like I, it brought me to realize that becoming sovereign, independent, and in full control of who I am is mm-hmm. life-saving and absolutely critical for surviving what is about to come. Because the systems do not work anymore. Maybe they have never, but we managed. <laughs> and there... <laughs> And they are about to, to, to tip. And if we're plugged into something that we do not have control over, we're going to go down with it. And that was like a big one. Like on the meta view, that was the one that it brought to me. Like you mm-hmm. want to check out here because no, this doesn't work anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It might take another 5, 10, 15, 20 years. I don't know. But I'm seriously, you know, I was serious at the point where I'm like, wow that is not something i want to be connected to but apparently i have to because i'm born into this era Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. another one for sure has been that i could um again kind of shed some layers around who am i connected to i i established beautiful connections with people with new people believe it or not the pandemic brought me a lot of new people and I could let go of people that were not meant for me. And that have also been kind of in a costume. You know, they, they had a mask or I had a mask 
And we took those masks off and we realized we don't really like each other. Mm. So I could strip away mm. stuff like that, you know. It also um, gave me an opportunity to claim much more of who I am and to, to relate to what you said earlier, to understand that I'm not here to fit in, to understand that I am here to disrupt, to initiate, to do things differently. It gave me a lot more space and a lot more urgency to step into that. That was really wonderful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Thanks for sharing. You're welcome. Maybe I have another question from your IG. <laughs> Terrible. You're so funny. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's the right amount of sarcasm for me. I love it. <laughs> Um, yeah, because I also want to, you know, I love all the spiritual stuff, the inner work, but it doesn't have to be so serious, you know, no. it can be fun. And I mean, you're going to suffer a little bit, but if you take it with lightness, it helps so much. Yeah. That's hey, why. it so much does. One of my um, trainers, when I did my um, coaching training, my facilitator training, That's what they were like big on, like doing this work. It doesn't need to be so serious. You're still doing mm. the work, even though you can bring mm. a certain lightness to it. And who says you need to suffer when you grow? It's not always mm. like that. That's mm. also just a belief, you know, mm. you can also go light. Yeah. On things. Well, in suffer, I meant, and you're right. Um, feeling like shit but if you feel like shit you if you take the time to feel it and be okay with it and not want to change the state you're in um yeah maybe it's also easier because i think we, yeah <laughs> we believe we you. have to feel good all the time and it's an illusion so yeah totally yeah so two more I mean, questions yeah sorry please no. now go ahead okay now, go ahead Two more questions. I really like this one. What is the upside of keeping the problem? And what is the downside of getting rid of the problem? Mm. <laughs> Have you ever thought of it like that? What's the upside of keeping? I mean, there must be an upside to keeping a problem. If something's bothering you and you haven't changed it yet, there is something you take out of that. Otherwise, mm -hmm. you would have changed it. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting to investigate into this, into this detail of why are you still having this problem? Why haven't you changed it yet? Mm -hmm. So what is the upside of keeping it? Mm -hmm. There must be one. Mm -hmm. That's a good one to explore. It gives you a lot of hints on why you're hanging on to something. Yeah. And what is the downside of getting rid of it? Yeah, what are you getting out of this for example maybe we can give an example yes we can absolutely give an example a common one physical sickness yeah what is the upside of having the flu let's take a a light one. Oh well there's a lot of upsides to that But you exactly. don't want to keep the flu. No, you don't want to keep it. 
<laughs> but having it a few days, it's okay because you get to chill on the couch, right? <laughs> yeah, and, and, and you get to kind of upgrade your organism because the virus is always an upgrade for your organism. It gives you the newest information on what you need to kind of, you know, mm -hmm. implement into the body to survive mm -hmm. the upcoming mm -hmm. threats and, and, yeah. and just dangers that are, are going to come your way. So that's the upside. And you get, yeah, you get to chill. People take care of you. Yeah. Um, you don't need to do anything. You can complain all day. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think that's one of the most common ones. And, and we want to be taken care of and chill. I think, I think, I mean. Yes, but you're right. And it, there we can translate it into whatever problem you're keeping, why, why you don't make a move and, and stuff. So you can keep complaining about it stay in the victimhood and that's really relatable to the food but i think when you yeah. have the food it's probably the only time you're in, you're allowed to do that um but yeah. staying in the victimhood complaining not having mm -hmm. to take responsibility mm -hmm. not having to mm -hmm. change in terms mm -hmm. of not having to step into the unknown see what comes out on the other side mm -hmm. not stripping your identity of this type of thing because yeah. then you can't complain anymore so that's yes. the upside of holding on to that stuff yes You can sit in what you know, and believe it or not, people like it I to know. sit where they know yeah. what's going to come their way, even though it might not be a good thing. They might even be in pain. Mm -hmm. Yeah, relatable to the flu. It's comfortable. It's comfortable. It sounds so weird, but it's comfortable. Yeah. But doing the, the opposite thing and always putting myself in new situation, you know, it's also sometimes... <laughs> very overwhelming i was talking about this with a friend yesterday we constantly as as an entrepreneur or whatever when you are mm -hmm. doing your own thing mm -hmm. um it constantly you constantly need to get out there and it triggers also something in your system sometimes that can be too much you know but yeah i couldn't do I couldn't do it another way, but I also understand people who um, have a linear, linear life. I do understand that. And yeah, I do understand them because it's very comfortable and you know what's coming. Yeah. Kind of, because you can never really know, but yeah. No, you do. That's what keeps you in the known and nothing is ever going to change. I mean, it's, it's as simple as that. But for certain people, that's okay. Yeah. It's, it's, it's again about this individual approach mm. to things. You know, if you put yourself as an, as a, as a, an entrepreneur, uh, as someone who does things differently, if you put yourself constantly out of your comfort zone, you trigger the fight or flight all mm -hmm. the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, that can also become addictive and unhealthy. Mm -hmm. So you really need to look at where you're at there. Mm -hmm. That can also be something of a problem you don't want to get rid of because you're addicted to the chemistry that you produce by putting yourself mm -hmm. out there all the time. Yeah. You know, like there is, there's a very individual approach to that. And yeah, I like that you say that because it's true. You want to find a healthy balance and you want to get to the root. So what's the upside of keeping a problem? It, it's, not, it's not the same for everyone. For some, it, it means... You're never going to get out of the known. And for some, it, it, needs, it means um, you're too much in the flight fight response. Like that's mm -hmm. stressful for the body. You need to yeah. come back to yeah. Yeah. step out of that go, go, go adventure mode. Because mm -hmm. it's not benefiting you. 
Mm-hmm. But that's, yeah, it's, it's different for different people. Yeah. Awesome. Maybe one last question. Sure. Um, because that's one for me. <laughs> <laughs> But I know a lot of people uh, who struggle with that. What do you get by not being able to decide? How is that working for you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Isn't that one a lot? I love that one. It goes into like a similar, yeah. What do you get? Yeah. Not being able to decide. Yeah. What do you get? confusion <laughs> no and what do i get what's the plus yeah i guess not taking action um yes yeah not stepping up not upgrading yeah change you stall sometimes you know like you, you procrastinate mm-hmm. why mm-hmm. what do you need enable to be able to make a decision <laughs> yeah Is it working for you? I mean, that is then the (laughs) final question to it. Mm -hmm. What do you get? And is this, how is that working for you? Is it, is it having a, does it have a benefit? Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. Same, same answer as the question we just talked about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you very much, Christine. Is there anything else you would like to add? Anything that the world should know? this week <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh i could talk forever about this topic it's um it's such a great one to explore and i find it so interesting what comes out if you have a partner you know like 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 i have you now to just have this interaction with and see what comes out what lands and what doesn't um no i think we're at, at the great point to just leave it with this for now it was an awesome conversation i did yes. really enjoy my time with you <laughs> i did enjoy it too thank you very much i'm glad i got up early this morning <laughs> yay <laughs> yeah. um do you have a so right now you're in bali so yes. if people people might be listening who are in bali uh they can join can they join you there already or you're still figuring the setting out um Right now, there is, I'm not actively teaching. Mm-hmm. I, I'm here um, with the owner of a place setting up the aerial yoga space so he can start to rent it out for retreats and workshops. So mm-hmm. if anybody's listening who's interested in that, please contact me. Mm-hmm. We're getting ready. Um, I am the next regular offering I have. Aerial yoga is a retreat in Spain end of August. That's That's the plan that I'll be back in Europe for a little bit to teach up. Mm-hmm. And um, what I am available for is uh, one-on-one coaching. That's what yeah. I offer on a regular base. And that's accessible wherever I am. Mm-hmm. Aerial yoga has become more of a um, kind of, I'm exploring new fields. Yeah, I'm becoming less available, more like specialized events honoring my flow of going and then not wanting to go for a while (laughs) (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. so we can find you you have a website find me on my instagram yeah the website is up and running still on the aerial yoga only and the Mm -hmm. instagram handle is probably the most up to date you can Mm -hmm. see a little bit of an insight in 
both of my businesses and into my private life. Yeah. The Bali mornings hashtag. <laughs> yes. Bali mornings hashtag. Exactly. One of my favorite things to share. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Thank you very much, Christine. And maybe see you soon in Europe, I guess. <laughs> in Basel yeah I would love that let's let's go for coffee when I'm there thank yes. you so much for inviting me it's been a great pleasure to speak to you thank you so much thank you and thank you all for listening